Hello, everyone. Welcome to Walking with the Dead, an unofficial podcast about AMC's The Walking Dead. I'm Stephen Bueno. Cristian Cabrera. Cornel Montgomery. If you're new to Walking with the Dead, what we do is we talk about every week's current episode of The Walking Dead. So this week, we're going to be talking about Season 6, Episode 16, Last Day on Earth. Now, before we get to the really, really good bit that everybody's going to be talking about for the next couple of months, let's actually concentrate on what happened at the beginning of the episode, before all, pretty much all hell broke loose on, well, what? All hell broke loose. Uh, so at the beginning of the episode, we're you know we're finding the group going towards the hilltop because Maggie's, uh, you know Maggie's having complications with the pregnancy and they're gonna go visit the doctor she at the hilltop. Shock, shock syndrome. Toxic. <laughs> so we're going. They're going to the doctor and every like pretty much the big players leave Alexandria. So the only ones left behind are like a handful of the people that are originally there. Um, even Morgan and Carol are obviously gone because Morgan's chasing after her. And, you know, Gabriel, there's a really cool scene with Gabriel where he pretty much steps up and he's asking Rick, like, hey, do you trust me with or do you entrust your family and the well-being of this community to me? Which, again, was really, really cool for that character and was great to see that character step up. And, you know, we talk a lot about how characters develop and that's a really cool development, like, in, in Gabriel's part. Well, it's about time. I mean... I, mean, I think it's weird how it kind of went from just being like total pacifist to I'm a deadly warrior in like two episodes. Right. <laughs> That's kind of weird. Well, we don't know how much time has passed in, in between those two times, and he's seen quite a bit in his days. Yeah, uh, two characters that really stood out to me as really stepping up and kind of taking matters into their own hands was Pastor Gabriel, who was mainly a, a pacifist similar to Morgan um, in previous episodes and seasons, but now he kind of has this cold calculated demeanor to him and the way he talks to rick is not a way that i recognize that's not pastor gabriel anymore i think it's just gabriel now yeah. he's not yeah. he's also not even really wearing the pastor garb anymore he has like a new jacket and everything so mm. he's he's definitely a different character uh now the another thing that we're going to see um talking about different characters or just at least two characters that are completely different kind of taking a different path now we have carol who's pretty much run away because she can't accept having to kill for the one she loves and you know that that's sort of a character change in her and from the character of do whatever has to be done to a character is like look this is really weighing me down and i need to leave because of this so morgan's following her and as morgan you know is tracking her down she um she's injured she's kind of like they uh, morgan finds her just kind of um not not hiding in a corner but she just was like, huddled away yeah kind of taking a breath and you know he patches her up and they they talk for quite a bit. Now, do you think at any given point, Morgan could have convinced Carol to like head back? No, Morgan uh, has no ability to do that. Carol is very much a strong-headed person, and she she's set to not be around anybody, so she doesn't have to kill. And um, as we could see towards the end, she's looking for that relief, and she doesn't mind dying. Yeah, that's one thing that I found interesting that. I never saw Carol as a character that would want to die because she's tried so hard to live and done so much for others to live. And in the things ah. that she would tell uh, Sam in her interaction with Sam, it sort of seemed like this is a character that's always going to be there for either those who need her or or just there in general, wants to be there and live in this new world because she constantly talks about that to Morgan. So to see that character go from that badass character to suddenly like, I don't want to live anymore and I don't want to live in this world and see, and you see different motivations to me. That was, that was kind of jarring and I, it didn't make too much sense to me, but it, it was nice to see that vulnerability in, in such a strong character. It's also cool to notice 
how the roles were flipped and the yeah. philosophies were flipped. Yeah. Morgan is standing over Carol, doesn't want to kill, actually does in a brutal way. It's not like a one-shot kill type thing. He actually, it's almost like he was letting something out when he did it because he shot uh, the guy multiple times. And Carol is now the one who doesn't want to kill and doesn't want to be involved with anybody. So it's interesting to see how the characters have evolved and sort of kind of uh, cross their philosophies and taken one... Um, to themselves and kind of almost shared it and I, I i'm really excited to see what morgan is going to do now is he going to keep on killing was that just an exception um and what's going to happen to carol that's actually one of the things that i thought about too because morgan's always talking about choice and i think that that's killing him is still part of morgan's philosophy because morgan gave him a choice essentially when he told him you don't have to die and you just put the gun down morgan gave him that choice but the guy made the choice to kill so i think in, in morgan's philosophy there's still room for killing to an extent i think it was more like morgan saw that this guy regardless of what um he could say to him he was out to get carol but at the same time i think morgan's philosophy hasn't changed because when he saw those two guys in armor he was like well they came to save us because he was the one that wanted to save the guy true and so he's it's to me, it's like those are his knight and shine armors, and and they came and they saved him, and that was his redemption. He's like, okay, I did that, but because I let these guys or this guy or I wanted to let this guy go, um, we had uh, some sort of a savior come and protect us. I like the knight in shining armor sort of yeah. imagery because it really is. It's like a dude in a horse with padded armor. I mean, hey, you got to do whatever you can in the zombie apocalypse, and not just and not even like a sword or not a sword, but a gun or anything. He had a staff. Yeah, you know, it's oh, yeah. literally like very medieval. Yeah, yeah, these guys definitely look like Fallout characters yeah. like, <laughs> kind of crossing over. Um, and I was also, uh, back to Morgan, it, it, he's all about saving people, so maybe he killed that guy because he, he was convinced that he wasn't even able to be saved. Be saved yeah. Yeah. Or that was that his saving grace. Mm -hmm. the exactly. guy, I mean, the guy was going to die regardless because the guy even said so himself. Yeah, exactly. He had only a few breaths in him. So. Uh, you know, what I, when we were watching the episode, one thing that I, I did mention is like, as soon as we saw the armored guys, I was like, oh, Rick was wrong. Rick killed the other dude with the armor because he thought that he was going to go back to Negan and inform them about him, or he thought he was part of the Saviors. They didn't know that these guys had nothing, or it sort of makes it seem like these guys have nothing to do with the Saviors or even with the Hilltop, maybe. It might just be someone that they traded with. Yeah, that's true. Which makes you think how much bigger the world is because Aaron had mentioned, or not Aaron, Jesus had mentioned before, your world's about to get a whole lot bigger. Now, they just see the Hilltop, and obviously they just hear about Negan, but it could very well mean that there are other outputs and there are other groups out there. I mean, we clearly saw how, how big of a group Negan had himself. Yeah, a huge group. And then you also saw how big the hilltop was. So, I mean, just in that little area, there's tons of different groups. And the reason why you probably don't see them walking around so much in those towns are because they have their own little, uh, you know, salvations in which they stay because it's their safe havens. So, I mean, it's like when Morgan was going through the town, I was thinking like, okay, so this whole town's completely empty and easily uh, livable, but no one's there. But probably because that's the situation. Everybody moves from those towns to a smaller uh, area and decides to live and, and set up their camps around. But that night in Shard Armor thing was cool. And Do you think that's going to be play a big thing in the next Yeah, year? I think that's going to probably... Because um, I stopped reading the comic right around uh, what, what we're going to talk about towards the end of this. And um, I have no idea what's going on now. I know... I mean, I saw the cover of one of the last issues and Rick was walking into a giant town. So that's all I know. I mean, I know what happens, but I don't know if I'm allowed to talk about it, but yeah, we can, yeah. we don't know. We don't know where, where they're going with the show. Like, I don't know, honestly. Okay. Well, 
uh, yeah, it's it's a separate group, and they're a lot nicer than Negan's group and the wolves and the saviors. So um, they're definitely going to be there to help other people and kind of balance things out a little bit. So these are definitely good guys. How did you guys feel about Carol getting shot not once but twice? Okay, that to me was like, how are they going to come back for that? Is she going to survive? I mean, she's obviously not going to be as able to fight as she once was. So how's that character going to develop? I, I I was thoroughly um I, I I honestly thought she was gonna die that scene. Yeah, it was at to a point where I was like, okay, Morgan's not showing up yet. Where's Morgan? Um, she got shot again. Where's Morgan? Uh, okay, there he is. But I really thought she was gonna die until she started um saying that she was ready and she's she was um was she laughing? Yeah. Uh, then I was like, okay, she's not gonna die. But I think Carol is gonna finally be sort of integrated into a new society after she gets patched up. And maybe she, uh, she's not going to necessarily have a send off, but she'll be fighting again, but for a different purpose. Because right now she needs a purpose to fight. Um, she knows she has well, to. Well, she doesn't want to fight. I think that's that's the thing. She needs a purpose to she live. She doesn't want to. She, yeah, she needs a purpose to live, and that might involve fighting for a good reason. And the hardest part reason. is because in the comic she's not alive. She died in the prison, so... We really don't know where her character is going. Yeah, I her story can open up to any direction. Yeah, like I, That's really the, don't know. I think her story is going to go much more to they find in a community where she doesn't have to be one of the fighters. Where let's face it, like in Rick's group, because she was such a strong character, she remained in the forefront. Now I think Carol's character can work in a group where she's not in the forefront, where she's in the background, where she support much more so than she's in the front lines. So if they go into a group where she's able to not be out there, but she's able to still provide, I think she could find comfort in that group. She's tactical. Yeah, she definitely is. Uh, oh, okay, so another big thing that that uh, happened is the whole driving around in that RV. Every place they went, there was a roadblock, and every roadblock they went, it was, they were just standing there uh, waiting and and pushing around. They were playing a game with Rick's group, and Rick thought he had the upper hand at one point. And man, do we see him just get he beaten gets down? Really humbled throughout this episode because most of the season has been like, "We're badass. We can take this. Like we're strong. We're gonna take the world." You know, and all of a sudden, every turn they go, there's Negan's group, and not only Negan's group, but there, it's Negan's group in numbers, and it just shows. And it this got guy bigger has a, every has time. Militia behind him. Yeah, it got bigger every time, and they kept hurting them again, um, kind of like how they were in previous seasons. Um, even cooler was the zombie chain Red Rover, as Abe called it, and um, they kept on hurting them, which was weird because they 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 made a Red Rover, but they also wanted them to get through it. So, um, there's definitely a lot of intimidation tactics, but also Negan wants to show how powerful they really are and what they're capable of. So, I, I kind of like the the build up and the tension for it and them getting having to backtrack and the, the clock is ticking. Maggie needs help, and that only. You know, made you feel even more anxious to get to the ending. Yeah, and and that's what I really loved about it. There was a, sen a sense of like urgency. She has to get there, and because of that, I think Rick kind of makes mistakes here and there. And he already sees that there's really no other way to go. We have to go if we want to get there. We have to go through this route, and you know he does make those mistakes. And you do see him in the RV, like stressing out, like trying to decide, like oh, should we go forward? Should we go back? Like we're they're closing in on us in every direction. There's nothing we can really do, and he sees. I think at one point he just sees like we're we're trapped, we're yeah. and there's nothing we can do. I can push forward, and we can push forward, and hopefully we win. But there's no way out of it, and I think that's what lent uh, to Eugene devising the plan of, hey, um, they don't know how many people are in the RV. You can get on foot. I'll drive the RV. You, Eugene went on his suicide mission. 
I love that for Eugene, man, because uh, I mentioned before, like he's changed so much, and now he's a, such a complete different character that not only is he not a coward, but he's volunteering for the suicide mission. And he has, I was saying that he's the only character that really got a send off. Essentially, you were expecting him to die. die yeah, everyone was saying their goodbyes, and it was very sad goodbyes. It was it was strange because you know you don't you don't get characters, characters don't that. ever get a goodbye like that, dude. Not in this show. Like Beth, you know, great character, and she didn't get a goodbye. She got a face blown off. You know, mm-hmm. um, I'm trying to think of like uh, I can't. Remember. Everybody hates Chris. Uh, <laughs> he was part. Of, he was part of the show for a little while, and he didn't really no get one. a send off. He got no. I was like Denise. He, like Denise she was such a good character. Yeah, it's like no one, no one ever. Characters got, in the show die suddenly and for apparently no reason. So maybe that could have been, I don't know, a big sign for us to know that he wasn't going to die because it was such a so different than what yeah. it usually is. Yeah, I think it'll be more blatant if the character is really going to well, do something when, like that. When they got captured um, in the forest, you know, when, when they got uh, rounded up with the whistling, um, when they pulled back and, and they panned out and you saw that they were surrounded by the cars, I saw that RV and I was like. Okay, I'm wondering if that's, you know, Rick's RV. And, and when they showed Eugene, I was like, damn, it got caught quick. <laughs> like, And then right after this moment, then we see the ominous whistling scene where everyone is kind of like, you okay, just that, whistling. that was so Ninja moment. freaking cool to just see like everyone surrounded and then the whistling and the fact that it was so haunting and such a, the imagery behind it, because it's like, we're not just people's like, we're the ghosts in the woods that are here to kill you. You are, you are prey. You are, and they're all in the, unison. The, yeah, yeah. The all you see is eyes are guns and, and it's getting closer and they're just running and you actually see for the first time in a long time panic in Rick's face. Like he's about to lose. Like he was sweating like crazy yeah i mean and his eyes were like bloodshot and he, he didn't know what to do i mean his big thing was okay yeah everybody else might die but my son like i don't mm. want him to have to go through this and and this is our time carl wasn't afraid carl was not afraid and i did like that um well then he could told him about it right he told him he was like you can at least cry and carl was just tough yeah he's 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 born and raised in this world he's seen everything so and i, I love because negan calls him a serial killer mm-hmm. yeah, a yeah. Serial killer future serial, yeah future serial killer uh, and, but yeah, we didn't even get to the introduction of Negan. Everyone was standing around uh, with the great character. What was um the dude who plays Trevor in GTA Five? That guy was a great uh, character. And it, uh, yeah, he was taunting. And that whole scene when they pull up to all those logs set up, and how he keeps constantly telling him like, "You probably would have been a lot nicer. You should probably should probably be a lot nicer to the people on their last day on Earth." And he keeps taunting him. And I think. At that point, the show got so dark because it mm-hmm. shows the main cast in complete despair. Like you don't know what to do; they don't know what to do. And probably one of the darkest scenes in the episode is the guy being hung off the um, off the bridge, and right next to the logs, and they set it on fire, and they just had to stand there and watch the guy die. Like I, that's why I, I said it out loud. I was like, audibly, I was like, "This is a TV show." This a is very the, dark the, moment. Yeah, they are going hard on. Yeah, this they made a choice to not save him. They need the, they ammo. Need the, the ammo. Ammo is more important than him. He's already gone. Yeah, there was nothing they could. He was going to die regardless. There's a pretty big theme that runs through the show in the, in the first point. So that just kind of put the nail on it. it. It really is, and you know, even Eugene giving him the recipes for the ammunition. It's like, well, at, at all times, it, it sort of shows like at all times, what's important is how many weapons you have behind you and how big your potential of killing someone is. It's not what's important is not, you know, how many you have or numbers. It's literally how effective you are at killing someone else. Yeah. I mean, Rick's group showed that they can do that. But at least this time they're outnumbered and they couldn't do it Um, when they They got rounded up. They definitely, man, they definitely were uh, (laughs) put down. It it has such a good moment in the end that it literally put us all in silence when this episode ended. 
And while setting up for this, we were we were just like, man, I can't believe this happened, you know. So, you know, essentially scene. what happens is you get the introduction of Negan, which everyone's been waiting for throughout the whole season. They've been hinting at people. have been talking about it. So we've been hearing about this character for the longest time. And for a while, it seemed like the character was just an idea. Now we finally get to see the physical embodiment or just, you know, the actual person behind this. And we see just how insane he is. And he's not wacky. He's not quirky. Insane. He's just he a makes, guy. He makes sense. Yeah. yeah. Like what he's saying is just so nonchalant and it's like this is literally a philosophy that's of this world this is the new normal yeah you're outside of that he said it's a new world order and i like that he he saw that these people weren't just a threat but they could be a great commodity and he he's like we're not going to kill all of you but um we're you're working going, for us yeah you're going to work for us because you guys met i like how you said you killed our people and then we send people to kill you because you killed our people and you, you kill them too. Yeah, you kill them <laughs> and too. And that's not cool. Yeah, like, that's not cool. Like he was just a great character. He's like what what you would see the devil in the in the uh in that cross uh crossroads in the suit. Uh, He's yeah. kinda like that character. He's definitely a character that acts very lighthearted because he definitely has more control mm. than everyone else. So he can afford to act like that because he has everything under his thumb. Like, who's going to step up to him? And it's like one of those characters that if he loses that control, he breaks. He breaks real he hard. He seems like someone that can snap, and but also with a smile on his face. So, I'm yeah, I'm pretty excited to see. Kind of like how guy. the governor should have been, how the governor is in the comic. He's just kind of just like out there. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, like Negan was he was a great character, and he did this great speech. You know, and the, here's the thing I was gonna say that the speech was so good that you didn't even notice that it was most of the episode, or like oh, it was it was that it was the 30 minute part of the essentially extra 90 minutes of the episode or whatever, and and it was just so much tension, and and everybody was standing there with their hands on their mouths or leaning forward or something like that, waiting to see what's gonna happen. Like who's going? Who's going out? Is it Glenn? Like we we thought it was? Or is it Maggie? You know, he was going through everyone, and then he did the eeny, meeny, miny. Well, what when he when he did that part where he said, "I can't choose," I don't know. I was like, "Damn, what, what's gonna happen then?" Yeah, I, I really like the eeny, meeny, miny. They really kept true to the comics. Almost every line that they said in that show was there in the comic. They left some out, but they they captured the essence of it, and they captured the tension and the eeny, meeny, miny, mo. The fact that it's random and it doesn't matter to him is what's really, really scary about that. And then it builds up to the final moment where uh, he finally kills the cameraman. Yes. <laughs> Camera operator one. Yeah. You know, dude, it was such a great scene. And I love the fact that as soon as he kills a character, he's done picking him and he bashes his head in because you don't, you see black after a while, but you hear those sounds of a cold, you a see skull the blood. being crushed. You see the blood, you hear that. And you, I think it was meant for the audience to feel that. Mm-hmm. And to, to hear essentially, to me, what it felt like is what the character on their knees would have felt. What that character on their knees would probably wouldn't have wanted to see anything, but they would have kept their eyes shut. They would have only heard the sound of the bat and the sound of the skull being crushed. That's, I mean, it's like the, the showrunners putting you in their shoes, and I love that so much. Now, instantly after that, credits roll. That's something that not silent everyone is cre- gonna, silent credits. Not everyone is gonna love as much as I did. There's gonna be there there already is, and there's going to be so much backlash for how. You know, they handle that ending, but you can't really blame them because, you know, they're really going to get so much ratings for the next season. Oh, yeah. This is like I uh, said earlier, this is basically going to be a who shot Mr. Burns kind of thing where you're like, who's dead? And you're going to talk about and discuss, okay, he was in this spot at this point. So people are going to analyze yeah, like, like every shot before that and how he went through picking things. That's what they love it's so like much what, about uh, it. What Mark was telling me about um, the whole uh, Daryl being shot in the last episode. 
and how uh, they basically analyzed it and they're like, okay, it looks like he got shot in the shoulder, so he's got to be alive, and that's exactly what it was. Mm-hmm. And he looked like he was dying though, like he, they didn't do anything to help him, and he was just bleeding out. Yeah, so, he, he can't go out like that. Uh, yeah, I feel like Daryl might have been the one to get. I mean, I don't know. It's either Daryl. I don't feel like it's Glenn though. Like, there's, there's no reason for it to be Glenn now. How do you guys feel about them cutting to credits, just in general? I I, I love it. I liked it. I I absolutely I was mad because loved it wasn't it. what I wanted, but I still liked it. I don't really like it because I I read I read the comic. I mean, I appreciate what they did, but this was their red wedding moment, and they took it away from you. So to not like go all the way, it, I know it's gonna make so many comic readers pretty upset about it. Because this could have been their red wet, their red wedding, and that episode was so iconic, and so was this supposed to be. But now we gotta wait another seven months to find out that. And I hope they don't just cut away till it's like eight months later, you know. And yeah, because like, you know I the next really season, this you know the next season's gonna not immediately show. It's gonna be like flash forwards. Yeah. It's gonna be like the eighth season, you know, or I mean the I, eighth episode. Everything was really good back when we had Daryl. It's like ah, oh, no, they're not even gonna refer. It'll and be then like, we still have Daryl, by the yeah, way. Yeah, Daryl's in yeah. a wheelchair though. But it's like okay, so I hope they literally cut right on those strikes, and they're like, okay, this is who who uh, got killed, and then he says another speech, and it's basically like, you guys work for me. If you guys don't, that could be you, and then just leave it at that. Yeah, I mean, and then have them drive back defeated. Yeah, like I would love to see that scene because that's such that would be such a hard scene to watch, and just you know seeing Rick being put in that situation would be such a hard scene to watch because at the same time someone would have died, but everyone to an extent will be looking at Rick like, oh dude, you know Maggie. I mean, just Maggie in this episode, you know, told Rick like, look, I believe in you, and it's one of those things where everyone believed in Rick, but no one believed that this could happen. Yeah, I can anticipate the next season starting off with. Uh a lot of the characters being presented in the early episodes, but everyone's looking for who is missing. So who's missing and how are they adapted to it? And they're going to refer to this person, maybe like, yeah, I miss him too. Or yeah, I miss her too. Like who's him and who's her. I, I wouldn't um, leave that out of the question. Yeah. Put it past them that they would do something like that. So I'm I'm definitely looking forward to the next season. As far as a season finale, this has been one of the best season finales that I've seen in The Walking Dead. I don't think any of the other season finales I liked as much as this. And I liked it because of the of the silent credits. I liked it because it was a huge moment that a lot of people were expecting because it had a lot of expectations and it delivered you know, it, it introduced the character and it delivered so well, but it didn't give you that last thing you wanted and it left you wanting more. And that's what I feel like a season finale should be. It should be that feeling of what's going to happen next and how badly you want the next well, episode. I, I thought um, last season, that not last half season, but le- the last season and Terminus when they need to escape, I thought that was a good way to end. But this one was also great. Like I, I really feel like this one topped that one because that line, you know, they don't know who they're messing with. I was like, okay, Rick's going to get him. But this one was like, <laughs> okay, they're defeated and I don't know how they're going to get out of this. I have no idea what's going on. Eugene's going to bite someone else in the genitals, maybe? <laughs> <laughs> There's only so much dicks he can bite. <laughs> Yeah, maybe. What did what did you think about the season finale? Um, yeah, I, I just really wanted a red wedding. I really wanted them to show it and just kind of like capitalize on that and then end the season like that. And then as they see, you know, whatever remained of that person, then cut to the uh, you know, silent credits. I love silent credits after really tense moments and you know, climactic finishes. But um yeah, I mean I'll admit I'm gonna want more and I'm as much as I, you know, am kind of like disappointed and anxious about it, I'm definitely going to tune in to the next season as always and watch every episode very closely. I'm I'm excited already. So. You know, the only thing I I think about the Red Wedding um uh, 
similarity is that they couldn't do it because in something like Game of Thrones, the whole season's out. So when they're showing you the season, they, they're showing you all 13 episodes in this amount of time versus Walking Dead has two halves of seasons and they have a large break. So they couldn't give you a red wedding scenario halfway in the season and then try to top it off with something else. If they would have done that and then had to finish with something else, it would have. Oh, I, I, I'm not talk, talking about placement per se. I'm I'm just talking about the the, the scene, the way the the, the, the grotesqueness yeah. of oh, it. Oh, you just want to be and uh, as like gory how as no, well, not not just gory because it just makes me sound sadistic, but like <laughs> the, uh, the the um, the just you know. Oh, you like this character is gone now. This character is gone now. This character is gone now. And I just you know just doing it for one major character is a lighter load, and I definitely think that they could have handled it. And would I, you have and liked definitely it more? we would have handled it too. Would you have liked it more if several characters have been killed? I don't think that they would have done that. Actually, no, I wouldn't put it past them either. But, yeah, I, I kind of would. Right? kind of would. <laughs> I was kind of expecting that to an extent too. Yeah, bring it on. I mean, we'll, 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 we'll all get through it together, I guess. We'll hold hands. Mm-hmm, exactly. By the campfire. Thank you guys for listening to this episode of Walking with the Dead. If you want to find out more of our podcast, you can head on over to filmbook.com. That's film-book.com. And either search for Stephen Bueno or Walking with the Dead. And if you want to check out some of the stuff we do outside of these podcasts, you can go ahead and find us at youtube.com slash League of Gents. That's L-E-A-G-U-E-O-F-G-E-N-T-S. Or you can find us on Facebook by going to facebook.com slash League of Ordinary Gents. That's G-E-N-T-S. If you listen to this podcast on iTunes or any other podcast services, go ahead and rate and review this episode. If you listen to this podcast on YouTube, go ahead and hit that thumbs up video and leave a comment in the comment section. We definitely want to hear from you guys.